Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Full of frustration. Silly mistakes again. Full of despair. I don't even know if I'll have a club tomorrow. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. It could be League Two next season. Bolton are down, Norwich are down. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Get in! Pride. It's been a joy to watch. Passion. Nanny! In search of silverware. MLS Cup champions, baby! And they found... ATL. Orlando! Major League Soccer. Welcome to the MLS UK show. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. And we'll start, as always, with a get in. Shout out to the uh, Inter Miami fans who have joined us for this episode. Uh. There's probably not many. It won't just be about that. Maybe. This is the MLS UK show. The MLS UK show with Lucid FC. A distinctively modern, casual fashion label. Take a look at lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk and see why celebrities love the look. This season's current line is called What's Your Effing Club? Which is your ref? Football, fashion or film? If it's football, you're in the right place. Film, the MLS UK show podcast is now available to watch on YouTube. But fashion... It's always lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk. Well, well, well. Have you enjoyed MLS recently? It's um, taking on a whole new meaning in my life. I loved MLS. Mm-hmm. For the last five years, I've loved MLS. But now, I really, really love MLS. <laughs> it's good fun. That's funny, because uh, I've fallen out of love with MLS <laughs> recently. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, won't be getting much from this side of a desk today. <laughs> it's just um it's just so sweet. I've suffered for too long, especially with you. Did you watch the Orlando Atlanta game? No, I didn't. If you remember last time I said uh, I was actually away. I was in Wales. Convenient. Lovely, yeah, the lovely weekend in Wales. And um 
you know, you try... This is the problem we have here in the UK. You try and stay up for the matches, but if you've been really busy in yeah. the day, been travelling, and you just... You get to midnight and you're just like... Ugh. No, like... Ugh. Like that. So, um... How's it go? Ugh. Like <laughs> uh... So I, I fell asleep and then I woke up in the morning and, and do you know when you, you wake up and before you look at your phone and before you really get proper consciousness, yeah. you kind of dream up scenarios of what's happened. Yeah. And I'd honestly dreamt up that Orlando had beaten Atlanta 7-0. <laughs> so I'd woke up and my days was like... Oh, Mate, the day that happens, this podcast isn't <laughs> worth recording. I'm like, I'm not going to check my phone. Oh my God, this is horrible. Like, what am I going to do on the podcast? I'm going to have a load of messages from uh, Orlando fans. Oh, this is going to... I reached over my phone, I got it, and I was like, oh, there's nothing on my phone, actually. That's weird. So then I looked at the score... And it said 1-1, one, one, and I was like, oh, wow, this is like... And then I saw how it, how it happened, last-minute goal. Yeah. And uh, I didn't think I'd ever celebrate a draw against Orlando, but this I is the, This is the thing. Um, the tweets that I... It was interesting because I didn't mind the tweets that I got from Atlanta fans. It was very much laughing because they'd sort of nicked it in the last minute. But I, I think that's definitely progress. I think that has to be seen as progress because a year ago... Uh, the tweets I was getting was like we we'd been hammered. You'd played us off the park, so it was quite nice in a way that the only sort of comeback that they had was that they they'd got a draw. The, it was annoying because we dominated the game, but it's, that's football. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely taken an upward turn this season. Definitely. I mean, Atlanta at the moment uh, just hanging on in there in the playoffs. We're Last gonna be, spot. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the the playoffs. The uh, MLS have have updated the schedule mm. and changed playoff spots because Nashville have obviously come into uh, the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, this has now meant that I mean, we I know you like to say that MLS have biased over Atlanta, but giving uh, the East more playoff places it's ridiculous. Is uh, you know, Atlanta aren't going to make the playoffs? What we're going to do? Just add another spot. <laughs> Which they currently occupy. So we'll talk about that. And everything else that's been happening in MLS uh, shortly. But uh, I guess... But first. Yeah, we need to start with how we start every episode on the MLS UK show. It's time for the game with the changing name. And this is a good... I don't know... This is one of those where I'm a bit mind blown. This is com- this person completely escaped my attention when it comes to MLS. And I don't, I don't really know how. Uh, so I'm excited for this one. I'm going to give you the career path of a player who has played both in the UK and in MLS. And you have to try and work out who it is, okay? Now, they started their career in 2008 with Macclesfield Town. Oh! Huge lo- team. Local to us where we're recording this at the uh, moment. It is, yeah, just up the road. Um, after 41 appearances <laughs> and three goals, they got a move to New York Red Bulls. Right, okay. Well, I mean, with those stats, I would say he's not a striker, but, I mean, playing for Macclesfield Town, he could well be a striker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he didn't score for New York Red Bulls. He did score, however, for Orlando City in 2012. He moved to Orlando just a year after being at Red Bulls. Played nine times, scored two goals. Obviously, this would be in the USL. Yeah, yeah. Um, then came back to the UK and played for Barnsley, Berry, Chester, Wrexham, Geisley, Barrow. I was there yesterday. And currently plays for Stockport County. But who is it? So he's played for my hometown team, Berry. Um, hmm. It's a very strange career path. Yeah. And when you find out who it is, you're going to be like, wow. 
I don't even know where I'd start with that. They've got a relation that played in MLS. Right. I mean, I, the only relation that comes in my head at the moment is Sean Wright Phillips, and we all know that Sean Wright Phillips has had a better career than that. I'm going to have to think about this one. I, I think don't know. Sean Wright Phillips played at Phoenix, I believe. He did. He played at uh, Red Bulls and Phoenix. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's played for my hometown team, Barry Poppy, who does the kit reviews, her hometown team, Barnsley. Yeah. So there is a link to me there, but I don't know at the moment. So uh, if you know, get in touch. Uh, tweet us at MLS UK Show. Get in touch on Instagram and Facebook as well. Or comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Their brother has won the Premier League and has played in MLS. Hmm. Did he win it for Leicester? No. All oh, right, so he's played for one of the top six. He didn't play for Blackburn, did he? <laughs> it's not like Alan Shearer or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a little thing, see if you know. Um, by the way, just as a little added incentive to play along, the surname of the player, Yeah. if you can get it, I'm going to add it as a discount code for the Get In t-shirts. So you'll be able to get uh, 10% off on uh, the Get In store with this code and it's the surname of the player on the game with a changing name wow okay well what an incentive that is uh, when are we making the other colours by the way I got asked this the other day uh, I think it's probably best to wait until Atlanta kind of you know got something to celebrate well that's not going to be for a while is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you'd like some for your team by the way uh, if you want them in your team colours let us know we've had requests for LA Galaxy uh, maybe like a nice midnight blue mm. uh, with Montreal the, with the yellow well. yeah Montreal um, obviously Atlanta so um, send us your request for your club and we'll see who we do next someone you know actually good uh, right here we go let's get underway shall we let's talk about what's been going on in MLS it's so hard to keep up with it's it's like do you know <laughs> do you know when you fly a kite and then it's a little bit too windy I feel like we're just being pulled around everywhere like there's so much going on trying to cover MLS at the minute is so difficult I was in work this morning yeah. before the LA game finished. Wow. Just to give you an idea of how ridiculous the scheduling is at the minute for MLS, how difficult it is to watch in the UK. The, the LA game had only just kicked off when I woke up and ke- by the time I came into work, it was still going. Yeah, I mean, for a bit of context, you do present a breakfast radio show, so it's not like you woke up at a normal time. You are waking up. Yeah, but we're talking 6am. Like, it's not, you know, like mm. it was still going past 6 o'clock. Like, you're not going to stay up to watch that. That's ridiculous. On a, a, Like, on a Monday, Sunday night into a Monday morning. That's uh, crazy. Well, we talked about LAFC last time. LAFC, weirdly enough now, are our MLS UK show champions because they mm. beat Portland, who beat Seattle, who had it after MLS's back. No, wait. Seattle then beat Portland after MLS is back. Cause, so Portland had it back, now LAFC. If you got that, well done. Um, but LAFC, yeah, up and down. Uh, they, I mean, they find themselves fourth in the West, which, again, is, is probably is respectable. It's only five points off the top. But do we expect more from LAFC? I think we always expect more. Um, I think there's... We've talked about the decline of Atlanta, but that's because their roster is, is not as good. I think when you look at LAFC, I think we're definitely expecting them to be up the top because of the, the players that they've got, the players that have already proved that, that they can do it, have already proved that, that, that they're very, very strong. Um, they've got a lot of depth as well. So I think it's they're one of those teams you expect to be up there, just not just because it's LAFC, but because they've actually got a genuinely really strong roster. Does it matter, however, when there's that many teams that are going to make the playoffs? Does it matter that they're fourth? 
not really. They're five points off SKC at the top. As long as they stay there or thereabouts. The, my, my worry is the West is a lot tighter. So you've got Dallas, Colorado, only, mm. only two points off them, and they're outside those playoff spots. Well, the interesting thing this season is, and as we've seen actually with some of the results, is home advantage. There's not really a home advantage. No. So you might as well finish sixth, fifth, rather than second, mm. because, okay, you may play one, uh, you know, a less game if you finish top or whatever, but yeah, it's, it's, there's no home advantage anymore. So I guess we're just on a little, for teams who are already pretty much settled to be in the playoffs, we're now just on this stroll. Obviously, the, the kite being flown is a bit more of a pleasant breeze as we get towards <laughs> the playoffs. My question for you is, when you look at top of the East, uh, Columbus, hmm? Philadelphia, Toronto, Orlando, you look at the West, SKC, Seattle, Minnesota, those teams like Toronto, clearly, you know, and Columbus, clearly on a good run, going to make the playoffs. When they get there, does the MLS's back tournament kind of ring in the back of their minds? Clubs like Toronto didn't have a good tournament. No. So Philadelphia, Orlando, for example, Minnesota got got a long way. It went deep into the tournament. Do they have that mental capacity? Does that give them a little bit of strength, a little bit more belief, a bit of confidence? Or is it going to be so far ago that you don't remember? Um, I'll be honest, when we make our predictions for the playoffs when it comes mm. along, I'm probably not going to pay any attention to it. Um, I think... It was great, and yeah, you know, your team did well in it, my team didn't, but uh, yeah, there were some that did really well, like Portland won it, but going, looking at them now, they're, what, sixth mm. in their conference, so I think, because we now play in matches, like, every few days, I think this run now will have more significance going into the playoffs than MLS's back, where it was one tournament in what, you know, they're all staying in one hotel, it's just a bit different, so... My answer to you there is no. However, it depends how you look at it. I think for um, Orlando, or the teams that did quite well in it that you didn't actually expect them to, mm. then yeah, take it, go, you know, be part of a team talks. Be like, we've done this before in this sort of playoff, sort of knockout format. Whereas if your team didn't do well and you find yourselves in the playoffs, I think just go off the, the farm. I think it doesn't matter as much. Maybe um, teams like... San Jose may have uh, bigger things on their mind, like the hammering that they took. Seattle, I, I put a tweet out apologising, because on the last episode we were raving about Seattle. We were saying it's theirs to lose, mm. they're the favourites. And then they went and lost to the Portland. They also lost the MLS's UK, MLS UK show championship yeah. to Portland. And then they followed that with a 7-1 victory <laughs> over San Jose, which uh, if they hadn't conceded that goal would be what giant biggest score in MLS history. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, San Jose, how they react uh, to that will be interesting because if you look at the table now, San Jose, uh, um, you know, a second bottom, we, we probably expected a lot more, actually, from San Jose. 12 months ago, this is what we expected from them. Now, after last season and some results they've had this season early on, we actually expect a lot more from them. So I was I was really surprised, not with Seattle, because I think Seattle are capable of that. They're a mm -hmm. really good team. With San Jose and looking at the goals and watching the highlights, because, again, it was on early morning here, I was really disappointed because they just seemed to give up. And I've not... Uh, Almeida's teams, I've not associated that with no. them. 
I, I've not done that. I've associated that with, uh, I don't know, like the the uh, Orlando Chicago Fire teams from years ago, the yeah, New England yeah. Revolution teams before Bruce Arena. I haven't associated. So that's worrying. So it's now, I don't know, teams... You saw in the Premier League last year, Southampton lost 9-0 to Leicester, had a great run yeah. and, and stayed up comfortably. It's how you react to it. Yeah, I, I think as well, it's a perfect example of the West being so much... Uh, so much tighter. They've played San Jose. Have played ten games. They got ten points. Yeah. Right, it's a point per game. Uh, if you looking at the uh, looking into the East, uh, one point per game will get you the final spot. I think that's what Atlanta have got now. They played eleven, got eleven points. Mm. So it's an example of how the West is a little bit tougher. It, it is a lot closer. It's a lot tougher. A perfect example, a perfect window into just how good the expertise is on this podcast. I think is uh, using San Jose as an example. You know, last year when they did well, yeah. uh, what did I predict? You predicted they would finish bottom of the... Com- bo- just bottom of everything. Yeah, uh, and after the MLS's back tournament, um, what did I predict for them this year? They'd do quite well. Yeah, said they'd do quite well. They're um, second from bottom. <laughs> so it just really shows, you know, it truly demonstrates, you need to listen to us, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Sticking with the West then, um, Colorado Rapids... 5-0 against RSL. Uh, yeah. We don't... RSL and Colorado Rapids, we, we we don't really cover that much on the show. We try to, but it's... I, I just think there's there's obviously more... There's other things going on and there's mm. more news coming out of some of the, the so-called bigger teams. But They do tend to be those teams that don't have... They don't grab the headlines. Yeah, exactly. But they have this weekend, and that's why I wanted to, to mention it. Colorado Rapids... A tenth at the moment. That win has took them, uh, took them within a touching distance of RSL in the playoffs. What a big result for Colorado Rapids! Can we are we kind of expect stuff from Colorado? We always like the recruitment yeah. we do, but we just never quite work. So can they push forward? Is this the year they finally break into the playoffs? I really want to see it. I really, I really hope so. I don't know. When it comes to the recruitment that, that we like, I think maybe you then have to look every every year when it doesn't quite work out. Mm. Maybe you have to look at uh, coach, not just the the head coach, but you know what's what's surrounding them. Um, when it comes to academy, what what sort of uh, scouting they're doing? When it comes to the drafts, you know, is there other ways of of kind of strengthening? Because it always seems like they do recruit quite well. Yeah, um, there just doesn't seem to quite click. So, yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, similar to... We've seen coaches come in like Almeida. San Jose didn't really strengthen when they brought him in, but he just had an impact like that. Uh, so I think that's what kind of what we need to see from, from Colorado. We need a season where they do kind of break the mould, buck the trend. Um, because they are a big club and, and they've got a history in, in MLS, mm. which needs to be respected. It's so tight, as we've just said. So they're they're sort of lingering around with Dallas and, and RSL, uh, Houston, Portland, all on the same points. So we'll treat them fairly and we'll say that they're definitely currently sort of in the playoff picture, even though they're, they're out of it, just because of how tight it is. But even LAFC have only got two more points than them. So... Uh, it's just so tight. I think looking at the standings is is almost irrelevant. You have to look at those wins. That you know, scoring five, in, it, that's exactly the the kind of confidence that that you need that you want to take into uh, the rest of the season because they're going to be coming up against those teams more and more, uh, and that playoff picture will become clearer if you start beating those teams around you. Um, and RSL. How the best way to explain RSL to people who haven't been watching MLS? Now we've been uh, covering it for three seasons mm. now, and their last their results in the last week 
probably cover, probably explain RSL the best we could ever explain it. 3-0 at home to LAFC. Yep. Then lose 5-0 at home to Colorado Rapids. They are that team where they are probably going to finish in and around 8th, 6th, 7th in the conference because we've seen this and they just can't seem to get that run going. I think they, they finished 4th, which is the best we've seen them. They mm. are that team that they will concede... 50 goals, 60 goals, but they'll also score 60 goals in the regular season. Yeah. And uh, I think that just this week just epitomises it. Yeah, them. that's everything about MLS. I think it's it's that you, you, A, don't ever bet on MLS because RSL will beat LAFC and then get hammered the next week. Um, but also, if it's going to be tight. We're, we've, you know, we're looking at that thinking, oh, it's so close. It is going to be one result for RSL that could change everything. Mm. So they need a few more of those LAFC results uh, rather than where they're, you know, getting hammered at home. SKC remain top. Good win at home to Minnesota United. It was a tight game. Johnny Russell, MLS UK star, uh, got the winning goal. Uh, moving into the East End, um, DC United. Uh, shout out to DC United. Record, well, joint record breakers. Did you see this last week in their 0-0 draw against New York City? Uh, with only the second team in MLS history to have no shots. In a game, the other, the other team was New England Revolution when we lost seven nil to Atlanta a few years. ago. I remember ago. that, yeah. Uh, so shout out to DC. They lost to Red Bulls at the weekend and uh, find themselves just one place below the playoffs. Mm. We seem to be talking about DC on every episode and saying, "Well, w- what did we expect this season?" They've made some good signings like Julian Gressel. They've had some bad luck with injuries, but where are they at the moment? Because I'm starting to see. More and more DC fans come through now and be saying, like, we need a change with Ben Olsen. And I know there's been a few in recent years because he's been there a long time, Mm. but you're starting to see it more and more now. Is that what they need? I know they've changed some of the players, but do they need a change at the head coach level now? With Ben Olsen, I think, okay, you want to change it, fine. You can change it and you'll probably get some better results. That tends to be what happens. But I've touched on this before and um, the reason I'm going to mention it again is because so many DC fans message me and they're like, you're so right, you're like, you're spot on. The roster, it's not not good enough, it's not big enough. So when you're Ben Olsen and you're, you know, three games in a a week or three games in eight days, for example, you have to rotate. Hmm. We've seen big teams leaving out big players because you have to rotate. You have to give them a break when you're traveling and playing constantly and training constantly. They need a break. They need a rest. There needs to be rotation. DC don't have a strong enough roster to rotate. They've got a great 11, maybe 12, maybe 13. But outside of that, they love promoting players from from the uh, youth team, which is great. Love to see that. But there kind of needs to be the... The middle ground. You know, the signing of uh, Pippa, for example, great. That's We need more like that. Not going to start the game. Not going to, you know, be the first name on the team sheet. But great depth. Great player to bring on in, on this, in the 70th minute. Instead of the kids that have no experience. Yes, it's great to see them coming through. But if you're 1-0 down, what, there's no point just bringing on the kids. Um, so I think they need more more depth rather than just pointing the finger at, at Ben Olsen. But um, again, the coach a change of coach wouldn't hurt. But what's the point mid mid season? Mm. What's the, the you know give him the roster he deserves, and if he fails, then then it's on him. I think. Yeah. So like one last uh, like right here's your roster. Yeah. This is it now. You've been here long enough. 
if you're successful, you've got another few years. Of Let's us. not forget the guy lost Wayne Rooney. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, this was a team that was going to be built around Wayne Rooney, and now he's gone. And I, I mean, they haven't replaced him. It no. like, there's not many players in the league that that could have replaced him, no matter who they signed. So yeah, I think I think it's maybe a little bit harsh. I understand if poor decisions are being made tactically and substitutions and stuff, but I don't think he's got the right options to be making the best. You know the best of uh, what DC could have. Did the Wayne Rooney signing mask the problems there? Because if you think of DC before Rooney mm. signed, they were similar positions to what they are now. Yeah, Rooney signs, they make the playoffs, they do well, and now we're back to where they were. Well, last season they still had that small roster, so he was masking that problem. And there were games where he was suspended. Those games where he was injured. Games where he didn't play because he had to be rotated, and. It's exact, exactly what I've just said. You know, it was masking the problem. You're spot on because actually there wasn't many options to, to replace him. Hmm. I mean, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, we're going to talk about Inter Miami later in the episode. We talked about the Higuain signing uh, in the last episode and uh, that's becoming a lot closer now. So we're going to talk about them a bit more. Mm. Uh, lastly, then, in the East, I actually want to talk about uh, Philadelphia Union yep. because... A good win the weekend, last minute goal, two uh, one, and they just they carried on the farm from last season. They're on this this roller coaster now. It's only going up mm. after last season. Can they? I I don't want to be like, oh, can they win MLS Cup? Can they win Supporters Shield? And who are their challenges in your eyes? Supporters Shield, I think, would be a massive achievement for Philadelphia. Mm. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing it, if I'm honest. Um, I think, you know, SKC have set their stall out early, so have Seattle, really, really strong. Um, Minnesota as well, let's not forget, a a really good team. Um, They seem to be dominating the West. The West tends to be a little bit stronger than the East, so even if Philly were to win the East, would would they win the whole thing? I don't know. But I like to think that they're definitely going to be up there. And I've said before, I like what they do. I like that Curtin's been there for a long while. He knows exactly what he wants. The His youth coaches know exactly what he's going to want. If they're to recommend a player for him, yeah, well, he can play that diamond that you like. He can sit in in front of the defence. If you know, if he's looking for a defensive midfielder, if he's looking for a winger, he can play quite narrow inside because that's the way that they like to do it. I, I, they're a very, very well set up club, very well organised. There's been a few questionable signings, but I, I think... Overall, they really know what they want to do, what they want to achieve. There's no superstars, as we always say. And they that could be the way. They could prove that that is the way to do it. But again, it's going to be hinged on these results. It, there's so many results where it can go one of two ways and it's going to be very close this year. You can see it already. Well, I guess we just talked about DC. Maybe uh, DC can look at what Curtin's doing at Philadelphia. Yeah. I think it was the same for us. We can do it for Ben Olsen. Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Okay, so coming up on the MLS UK Show, we're going to be talking about Inter Miami and the Higuain impending signing. We're going to be talking about uh, the new schedule, Canadian teams no longer playing in Canada. I've got my guide to New Jersey. And first, it's a time for another round of... The Christ is Right. It's our higher or lower game. And this week, it is based on... Seattle's incredible win over San Jose. We're going to be looking at the biggest winning margins in MLS history. So, Henry Hewitt, 
Come on down. I'll give you the first one. Unsurprisingly, it's Seattle Sounders versus San Jose. <laughs> uh, the winning margin was, of course, six. Higher or lower? Atlanta United versus New England Revolution. Oh, the good old days. That was seven. It was seven goal thriller all in favour of Atlanta of course um, okay back to 1998 there was a seven goal thriller between LA Galaxy and Colorado Rapids but was the winning margin higher or lower oh I'm going to say well it wasn't higher so I'm going to go lower it was lower it's only three oh. close game that one um, SKC versus Montreal from March of 2019 higher or lower than three I remember this it was higher it was higher it was six uh, LA versus SKC, September 2019. Higher or lower than six? Lower. It was lower by one. Uh, okay, and finally, New York Red Bulls versus NYCFC oh. in May of 2016. I remember it well. Higher or lower? So do I. What a game. It was higher. It was higher. Very good work today. Thank you. Have you been doing your homework? <laughs> Did you know I was going to do this? Well, you know, you could, uh, yeah. I'm, I've done a little bit of homework on this one. Okay, well done, well played. Uh, right then, new schedule in MLS. Uh, they've given an extra playoff place to the East. Thank you very much. Don and we Garber. still won't make it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Orlando expects a, 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 a collapse to finish 11th. Uh, no, this is because Nashville have, uh, of course, gone into the East from the West yeah. to make it easier with this COVID world that we're living in. Um, you sent me this. You saw this before I did. Mm. You sent me it, and I was just like, I looked at it, and I might as well have looked, been looking at some sort of scientific sort of equation. I was. It took me a while to get my head around it. So I think it's best for you. Well, um, I tell you what. Can like, I be honest? I sent it to you, and I hoped that you'd have some kind of observation, oh. <laughs> so that because I, I was looking at it like, what is that? <laughs> I was thought, oh, Henry will then um, pick the bones out of that for me. Oh well. I, I was going to bring back a feature that we have only done once, and it was when, um, I think, I can't remember who I was interviewing in our isolation interview series, uh, but you sent me a voice note, and it was called Elliot Explains, oh. and it was the MLS's back tournament. <laughs> I was hoping to bring that back. However, uh, I guess we're going to have to make the most of it now, of, of what we can read into it. Because there's going to be, is the, there's a 10 v 9th and 8 v 7th kind of situation yeah, yeah. Uh, in the East, and that will then... That'll, the, the two extra teams then will become the, the same high, amount. The higher seed and the lower seed yeah. then then place. So, for example, whoever finishes top of the East and the West will play the lower seed play-in. It's a, it's a play-in. They're calling yeah. it a play-in. Uh, so there's a playoff to get into the playoffs. <laughs> I mean... So MLS. It's what we love. It's literally the most MLS thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you want to finish You want to finish top of those, um, you know, top of those... Leagues, just because you're going to get that. Which league? Well, the the league for the playoffs. The league for the playoff playoffs. There's too much. There's <laughs> too much. Um, yeah. So uh, the the top spot in the east and the west are going to play uh, the winner of those play-ins. Um, so effectively, you're going to that is that does make sense because you're going to yeah. be playing the the technically weakest side uh, if you finish first. So that's the incentive. We were talking about it earlier. Is there an incentive to finish top? Because, yeah, you want those home games, but is there? does it matter? There's not going to be many fans there. Mm. I think that's the incentive. I think playing uh, what would currently be someone like 
uh, who's bo- like Atlanta in that bottom playoff spot currently. Um, bit you know, great team, but a bit off form. Yeah, yeah. You want to finish top so that you can um, play a side like that rather than getting a Philadelphia Union uh, or uh, a Seattle or an SKC or a Minnesota. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, we do joke, but of course you, you're playing less games and uh, you'll be fresher. And of course, we, we know... We know how MLS works, especially at playoff stages, and it's pretty much like two days after the regular season. Yeah, yeah. There's teams that celebrate, have this huge uh, celebration that they make the playoffs, and two days later they're it's out. It's all over. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, oh, we're not going to shave until we're knocked out of the play... Oh, guys, right, it's happening. <laughs> shave. Everyone shave. Elsewhere, Canadian teams won't be playing in Canada anymore for the rest of the season, or for the foreseeable, as right. it seems. So we've got Montreal, who will be joining New York City and New York Red. <laughs> Bulls at the Red Bull Arena um, in New Jersey. Uh, Toronto will be playing in Connecticut. It's not even an MLS stadium, yeah, but it's playing in Connecticut. And uh, Vancouver Whitecaps will be playing in their uh, Cascadia Cousins ground in Portland. Um, this, again, could this have an impact on what's happening? Will Toronto at the top, uh, well, top end of the East at the moment. Mm. They're now no longer playing at BMO Field where they've, they've been picking up points. Um, apart from the... Was it Vancouver they lost to or Montreal? I can't remember. I can't remember. It was a bit of a surprise. They've all played each other so many times, I can't remember what's happened. Um, is this going to affect how they do? Y- yes and no. I think this year we're all kind of used to things being up in the air and, and moving around. And the clubs, let's not forget, the clubs will do their best to make these players and these um, coaches as comfortable as they possibly can. Mm. So when they're training, when they're um, going to the stadium afterwards like their accommodation everything is going to be geared up to be uh make their lives as easier as 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 easy as possible so that they feel at home so they feel relaxed and so that they can perform so let's not underestimate that it's not like they're just getting on a rickety old bus and you know rocking up to this to the stadium that's miles away you know they'll be training with this in mind um so i think it's it's been difficult for everyone don't forget as well that teams have just been playing the same teams over and over and over again. So some of the weaker teams that are uh, geographically located next to stronger sides, Mm. you know, taking a hammering every week, um, you know, it's not exactly been a level playing field for anyone. So um, I think it's just important that we get them playing. What we want to avoid is a situation where Canada the Canadian teams are, are not playing as many games because then you get into the realms of, oh, well, that's not fair. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think they've done what they need to do. I think that, you know, what what is the solution? It's good that they're going to be in America, um, not having to keep crossing the border, which is important, you know, away from soccer. That's you know, very important. And I I just think it's one of those, it's one of those things. We've seen teams uprooted to Florida, then they've gone home. Now they're uprooted mm. to New York and uh, Portland and Connecticut. It's just one of those things that's all part of this crazy, crazy year. And whoever wins it this year, fair play. Fair play to you. Is this then, uh, bearing in mind that the uh, amongst the new schedule is uh, that teams will now be playing other teams that are kind of outside their sort of area, mm. Can this affect things? Because if you look at the likes of uh, Toronto, and I know they've they've lost a few games, but the you would put Toronto at the top of what's happening in Canada at the mm. moment. Could this have, could this be now a whole new uh, ball game? Because they're playing better teams. Yeah, effectively. They're, they're playing the t- the top teams in the East, and now having a real test and playing teams in the West. Yeah, you know, um, Orlando played Portland and lost in the in the final. 
this is where the real test comes. And in terms of the supporters' shield, this is going to be really important when both those leagues are, are, are mashed together and you and you look at who's top there. Currently, you know, there's a lot of Western sides that are very close together and all up there. They're all very, very close. So the Eastern teams are going to have to start proving themselves. It's going to be very, very interesting. Mm. Um, elsewhere, the big news coming out of MLS, and this is getting even warmer now, pardon the pun with it being Miami, uh, Higuain has been actually seen in Miami mm. um, ahead of a, a deal that would make him the highest paid player in MLS, which is no surprise, of course. We spoke about the impact Higuain could make on the last episode. Mm. We compared it to when David Villa came to New York City um, and or Zlatan came to LA Galaxy. Yeah. As, uh, into Miami as a team then, could this as a team have the same impact as when Rooney came to DC? They find themselves bottom of the conference. They're winning more games now, which is great, but they're bottom of the conference. Him coming in, could we see a Miami actually finish fourth or fifth? Sixth? I think on paper, you have to admit, it's a great signing. I think we as MLS fans love to see this kind of thing it shows that it's a big league like we're a big league we're not we're not a retirement league mm. let everyone keep saying it's great that we're attracting these players but with Rooney you and I have both grown up watching him play in the Premier League and we know what kind of character he is what kind of effect he would have on the dressing room the man's been England captain I don't know Higuain I don't I don't know what he's like as a person. I don't mm. know how because what that club needs is a real leader. Yeah. Sounds stupid, but Beckham's not there at the minute. He can't fly over there. Yeah. You know, even his presence, I feel, would make a difference. Um, you know, somebody that players look up to and, and respect. Higuain's gonna have that respect, but it's about how they approach these games. You can't just pass it to Higuain and hope everything's going to be fine. There's yeah. a lot There's a lot bigger problems at, at Miami in terms of the goals that they're letting in, etc. So I don't know him personally, so I don't know what kind of effect he's going to have in the, in the changing room. But I hope, for their sake, that it really uplifts them. Because Miami's... The thing is, Miami is a... It's been on the radar for so long for MLS fans with the Beckham thing and... Um, I think everybody wants to see them compete because that's that's what we want. We want uh, close games. We want um, close championships. We want it to be exciting. So we want to see them up there. We want to see them fighting. Yes, it's great that they've been playing Atlanta and they've been playing Orlando, but let's see them play Atlanta and Orlando in the playoffs. That would be so good. Yeah, exactly. Higuain is 32, so he's the same age as what Rooney was when mm. he signed for them. I feel Higuain... You're going to have to get the ball to Higuain a bit more than you did to Wayne Rooney because Wayne Rooney is the player. He will come back, he'll collect the ball. He'll, he'll, we saw it with some of the tackles. He yeah. did. He'll be running all over the pitch, whereas Higuain's more of a striker. We briefly saw him in the Premier League for Chelsea, which I'll be honest, I completely forgot about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he, he's consistently done it in Serie A. So the goals are there, but it's, it's the marquee signing that they needed. It's 8.8 .8 million for two years. Mm. But he has to deliver. He can't be like Chicharito and sort of ease his way into it. He has to deliver. Yeah, LA Galaxy have other players. I feel like Miami are yet to prove that they've really got anything other than what he's going to bring. Yeah, because into Miami, there's a lot of pressure on them. And, and I know as an Orlando fan, you joke about them and whatever. And we do forget this. There's a lot of pressure on them because I was reading a headline today of, of uh, it was, I think it was Sky Sports or BBC or whoever it was here in the UK who they 
when they talked about MLS's the weekend in MLS, they said David Beckham's into Miami remain bottom of the conference. That's where they stand. Is that they're all if they're bottom of the conference, no one's looking and going, um, oh, uh, this is the first season. They're still adjusting stuff. They're going. This is David Beckham's team, the bottom of the conference. So they need Higuain to 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 kick off to start well. And I'll be honest, I think he I think he will. I think he'll have a good season. And uh, watching him against Atlanta, they did create chances. And um, even if it's breakaways or whatever, Higuain's just gonna he's not gonna be back for corners. He's gonna be stood on the halfway yeah. line. So you've got that outlet there. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm so intrigued to see how it'll uh, turn about. But I, I'm confident for him. I think he'll, he's the player they need, and I think they'll they'll go up the table. The problem I've got with this is that as an Orlando fan and an MLS fan, and over here in the UK where we're trying to grow the league, trying to uh, increase its popularity, we need Miami to be doing well. Mm. There's so mu- so mu- much more media attention over here because of David Beckham owning the team. So we need them to be doing well. However, I'm, I want them at a safe distance at the same time. Come on, for the league, if there's an Orlando into Miami rivalry that is in the playoffs, it's kind of like where LAFC and LA Galaxy is yeah, the Yeah, that's huge. It's only good for it's only good for them. Remember when we had that other rivalry? The MLS UK Show. So before we go, it's time for me to take another journey to a place within North America. It's, I think we've all been looking forward to this. Yeah, last time I did New York City, so it's time to go uh, across the state line into New Jersey and uh, see what happens in New Jersey because as I always say we, we know so much about these places in, in America and Canada where MLS teams are mm. but we don't know specifics about it we didn't know about the uh, the pizza principle in New York City the so, Spam Museum the Spam Museum in Minnesota there's a museum in New Jersey so Is uh, that's, that's to come Elliot Holman start the theme tune let's do Henry's Guide to New Jersey. New Jersey, of course, <laughs> famous for its country music. Every time. We'll do Nashville eventually. It's going to annoy me when Nashville comes up. Hey, Elliot. Hey, Henry. Did you know there are more cars stolen in Newark than any other city in the US? Wow. <laughs> what an opening stat. There are more toxic waste dumps in New Jersey than anywhere else in the US. I um, once booked a trip to New Jersey it didn't come off in the end and I'm currently quite glad about it it sounds horrific there are 108 in case you're wondering uh, although it is the home to the tallest water tower in the world sorry do you want me to <laughs> it's capital it's Trenton and Red Bulls they play in Harrison um, New Jersey mm. which is just outside of Trenton I believe I may be wrong but that's what Google told me not the only team to play in New Jersey at the minute either <laughs> no it's <laughs> uh, about 10 for the league of playing in New Jersey uh, the first ever baseball game that was held in New Jersey and uh, the name New Jersey just like New York it's called New York because of York within the, the UK Jersey the Isle of Jersey that's where New Jersey gets its name from wow Famous people from uh, New Jersey include, let me rattle off this list because it's as impressive okay. as New York, apart from Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey's uh, famous uh, folk include John Travolta, Frank Sinatra, Whitney Houston, Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, Bruce Springsteen, and the guy who inspired the name of one of the greatest movie characters ever, Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. And Donald Trump, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, 9.2 million residents uh, live in New Jersey. 90% live in urban areas, which is the most in mm. the US as well. And uh, finally, uh, it's and this is the one you were waiting for, New Jersey has a spoon museum. Oh. It has 5,400 spoons, including one from every state and almost every country. Wow. And there you go, Elliot. That is Henry's Guide to New Jersey. Sewage dumps and spoon <laughs> museums. What's not to love? Uh, okay, where are we going next time? Uh, we're going to put it out to the listeners. Get okay. in touch with us. Hello at MLS.show. You can email us, tw- tweet us at MLS UK show or uh, comment below if you're watching on YouTube. Where would you like me to visit next time? We've done uh, New Jersey, New York, Minnesota, Portland, Orlando. We did Cincinnati. Um, we've done else Vancouver New Jersey yeah New Jersey now Uh, I also did Manchester as the first one just as an Mm. example so I might do Norwich one day if we run out it won't take long Um, okay well to round off shall I give you the answer to today's game with a changing name please do because I'll be honest I have no idea who this is even with the hint that it's a famous uh, brother of someone who's won the Premier League I still don't have a clue uh, okay, so they were born on the 17th of December, 1990. So they're currently 29, just like me. Uh, they started their career in 2008 at Macclesfield Town, played 41 times. Right. Uh, moved to New York Red Bulls, played five times before a move to Orlando to play in the USL. Nine appearances, two goals. Uh, came back to the UK, played for Barnsley, Berry, Chester, Wrexham, Geisley, Barrow, and are currently at Stockport County. And their uh, older brother... I think I know this. Oh, has he got I it? I think I know this, and I know it because... I know it because Barrow's manager has just gone to Bolton. So, there were a few uh, Bolton fans looking at Barrow's team going, is there any players we could get? Mm-hmm. And one of the players actually then went and signed for Stockport. Not that we were interested, just this was one of the players yeah. who they thought... His brother is Wayne Rooney. Correct. But I don't know the guy's first name. <laughs> it's John. John. John Rooney. John John and Wayne. <laughs> Were their parents uh, into the cinema by any chance? Uh, so, um, yeah, John, John Rooney, uh, formerly of New York Red Bulls in Orlando City. Wow, maybe uh, he uh, paved the way for his brother to sign for DC. Maybe. Uh, shame he didn't persuade him to join Orlando <laughs> never mind uh, so if you got that congratulations uh, and the name surname Rooney uh, will get you 10% off if you enter it as a discount code uh, buying your get in t-shirt uh, right that's it from us today we'll be back next time uh, thanks very much for listening uh, please subscribe on YouTube and for your podcast provider as well uh, leave us a rating as well because um, you know the more you rate us and uh, Elliot there's one rule for that yeah, uh, like the LA Galaxy stars, five only. Yeah, uh, the more you rate it, the more you put comments as well. Uh, it helps the podcast grow, so we'd really appreciate it. And um, and yeah, just that's that's what we we we. That's I don't know what to say. That's just what we need. We I need your help. I think it's the perfect time to wrap up. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next time. Elliot, have you got one last line to say? It's been quite dry today on the old uh, GI front, hasn't it? On the old uh, get in counter. Yeah, I think it was. Was it eleven last time I counted? Yeah. Well, um, we'll 
we'll keep it we'll keep it low for now um in anticipation of uh us facing atlanta again potentially <laughs> soon get in see ya sports social podcast network judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.